You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. But right now I'm joined by David Green and Ro Ash Rushton Green. Atamariya to you both. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Uh, right, Songs of Rapture. It's a seven channel video installation uh, at the Ante Room in Port Chalmers. It's rup- Rupture. Forever. Oh, Rupture. Oh, no, God. Why are they? Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's my dyslexia really (laughs) coming to the fore there where I see an A instead of a U. Sure. Well, it's probably, you know, who knows how many people are thinking it's... um, Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully just me. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right. um, And there's a live response by a selection of Otipoti sound artists. Uh, First off, what's the idea of the show, David? What are we showing? What are we looking at? Well... Um, it's, it started with the idea of, um, of boundaries uh, being broken as a kind of symptomatic of uh, the Anthropocene. Uh-huh. So I was sort of thinking, you know, what does it all have in common? And, um, and that's kind of what it is, you know, because life breaks boundaries yeah. as often as it can. And, of course, you know, we are, we, this is, you know, humans are constantly breaking them. And yeah. so... A lot of those broken boundaries have created, you know, problems, you know, certainly that we see here, the broken boundary of Aotearoa, you know, um, with rats and, and uh, yeah. everything else, you know, that's come along with humans. Um, uh, so that's that's one piece of, you know, of that puzzle. But also even, you know, um, uh, uh, boundaries of scale, you know, um, like atomic fission and, and genetic engineering, you know, these things that we can do um, through technology that then open up um, a whole bunch of possibilities that, that weren't kind of natively there um, that uh, cause problems, uh, but also create, you know, create really opportunities and possibilities. Mm. But with every possibility, there's, you know, there's the the other part. You every know, positive that, has a negative. It does, and, and there's the unpredictable. Anyway, but that's all. So for me... Um, Making work is about uh, something, making something that opens up ideas that that sort of puts you in a place that you weren't um, prior to that, and you see things. Um, you can, you know, it it makes you uh, break into a cascade of thinking, and uh, you know, it's very activating. Um, yeah, good work. So, so for me, this was um, you know experimentation that made me think. If I could make something that made me think, then I thought, well, this is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we're kind of uh, uh, with, with traditional cinema, the, you don't always have to be thinking, right? <laughs> no, you're kind of being told, or you're being convinced. You know, yeah. so it's it's very, you know, it's kind of rhetorical, or, you know, it's sophistry. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm more interested in you know the the beautiful question, the beautiful aporia, you know. Well, I think the human mind is as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And and, and so, I mean, we go through the world gathering uncertainly, um, you know, from fragments and evidence that we see around us, you know, as we as we try to put together a picture of where we are, what's going on. And so that's a part of the work that I want to do is not sort of a definitive thesis, um, but rather sort of an opening up areas of questioning and just giving you time to sort of sit in an unknown space and, you know, a sort of, um, 
yeah, just just give you that moment to not know where you are, but have a sense of feeling, and and respond somatosensorily. You know, your entire body, not just analytically. Yeah. Wow. Wow. This is part of your um, schoolwork. PhD, yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So I'm I'm working on a PhD, and yeah, it yeah. is. It's all. It all. It all. It all relates. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's that's tricky because, of course, you know, when you're doing a PhD, you are trying to be definitive in certain ways. Yeah. Um, so so these these two yeah. kind of counterpoints, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and so you know, and I have to be careful because it's weird because text for me becomes a place of being really definitive, and um, like so much to a ridiculous point. You know, it doesn't have to be like that. You no. Know? But somehow when I'm working with images and sounds and other things, I'm happy for it to be far more open. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I guess even text doesn't always convey what you're trying to say, right? No, and it can be used, you know, po- you know poetry is is probably is maybe the best use of text, but, you know, somehow I got something locked in my head about text that's you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, disastrous. <laughs> um, so what was the idea of the sound aspect to the show, uh, David and Roe, um, and, and how is that working? Is it a, a direct response to the imagery that we're seeing or, or, or the subject matter? as a whole well hopefully it'll be a response to um to the feeling to the body in the space to the musicians in the space yeah um but i'll let ro yeah well it's not it's sort of not a pre-digested performance yeah of the work it is a yeah a direct response is it a live response like it's yeah. happening there yeah 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 that's, that's the idea and um yeah with members of of uh you know music community that uh particularly versed in in like improvisation either like both um on their own and with whoever's you know yeah there and willing sort of thing so i think it'll be it'll be nice to see all of the response not only to the work but to each other and to each other in the context of the of the work um and you know and people be able to choose whether to kind of engage with each other and play music together in mm-hmm. response to the work or if they want to sort of have a moment for themselves as well yeah amazing amazing um because I, I, I can imagine some of the i don't know if you've seen it yet Ro, the, the work uh, not yet not yet yeah um but I mean, we were dealing with some pretty big, major topics, and some of it um, is quite disconcerting. Um, you know, apocalyptic future, future stuff. So I mean, the um, the artists, the musical artists, um, the take on it could be quite emotional, right? Yeah, it's very possible, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting, really interesting the, to see what comes the, of it. The emotional response could be anything, though. Yeah, sort that's, of, that's there right. There is no yeah. kind of correct emotional response no. to, yeah. um, to heavy material. No, no, that's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, so who is performing? Um, well, on the Friday, which is an evening show... Oh, the Thursday... Yeah, the Friday, which is an evening show starting at 7... Um, be uh, Gabriel Griffin, Chris Schmeltz, and Dante. Mm-hmm. Um, probably altogether a relatively more kind of percussive, but stripped back sort of evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the Saturday, which is also an evening show from seven, um, Ultra Spikes, which is a larger group, a uh, uh, four piece, I believe. Um, uh, Grave Digger, which is sort of quite a 
a loud uh, solo um, musician uh, and Bum and Face Festival, which is uh, which is Tess and Dean, um, who are sort of stalwarts in the community, yeah, yeah, doing yeah. stuff together. So that'll probably be, I would say, you know, the loudest. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then on the Sunday, which is an afternoon show from 3 p.m., um, we've got Demons Keep Out, A Dream is Like a Magic Cloak, and The Ladder is Part of the Pit. Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of overlap in the musicians between these groups. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's Dunedin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm ima- imagining quite a lot of interplay and coming in and out. Um, the, the projections um, aren't just fully from projected to screen. There's uh, pieces in between that uh, yeah. are playing with with the projection itself. You've got glass, um, hand blown glass. Uh, there's knitting, old vineyard knitting <laughs> from, from Alexandra. What's yeah. the, what does that represent? Well, well, along with the, the boundaries that we breach, you know, we're constantly trying to create boundaries, mm. right? And so, and which of course is impossible, uh, or well, it's very difficult, right, to create a, a good boundary. Um, so, the thing about the, the the vineyard netting is that every vineyard has tons of this netting yeah. stacked up, you know, um, by the uh, vines, uh, because of course it gets ripped and it gets broken, so you have to replace it with new stuff, and it's, there's a lot of it. Um, f- for me, it you know it works. It's it, it's receiving the light. It becomes part of the environment, part of the space. Um, it softens the anteroom, which is sort of very kind of a very rigid kind of room, uh, you know, ritual room, you know, mm-hmm. from yeah. uh, from when it was a, a Masonic hall. Um, and so it it does this really. It's kind of neat. It it, it makes a kind of spider web kind of thing. Um, you know, in terms of the way it feels. So the thing that I also want to stress is that, you know, that we're talking about this stuff and it's heavy stuff to talk about, right? Yeah. But it's, you know, this is, it's quite a beautiful um, uh, effect when you put it all together. And um, so it's, you know, so you have that sort of thing working against itself. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and a lot of what comes out in this is more about mediation than about these these boundaries themselves because I'm using footage that is usually paid for by special interest groups to promote a particular position on this subject matter. And, of course, the positions are often, uh, you know, are against each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the most interesting stuff is this stuff like the genetic engineering um, uh, edit is, is great because there's nothing to film. So they rely on all these graphic artists. And what you start to see is the game of motion graphics as they, as they use the horizontal and the vertical movements. They use the center of screen. So you see these beautiful interactions between totally unrelated um, uh, you know, pieces of media, you know. So so you start to, so these other things kind of come out and play out. So that's also part of what interests me in making work is this unfolding um, that happens when you put two things together or, or three things together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the glass, the hand-blown glass, is, mm. um, is, is I imagine it's it's warped. It's yeah. you know it's got yeah. all kinds of bends and it's got all kinds of imperfections, bubbles. Yeah. So so what you get is you get refractions and you get um, 
you know, reflections, caustics coming off the back. So it's very, it's very lively. But this is the thing. It's a beautiful technology. It's a very old technology. You know, it's, it's like a thousand old. years old, right? Mm. Um, you know, and, and so the way this glass is made is they actually blow bubbles and they cut the bubbles open and flatten them out. And you have beautiful interactions of color. You know, and it, it's fantastic. Uh, Peter McKenzie, who's one of our local artisans um, who lives in, um, you know, uh, Maya um, and has a, you know, has a studio, a glass, you know, a stained glass studio, has has worked with me on collecting this glass, you know, it's out of his stock that works particularly well with the projections. Um, and he's, you know, I designed these stands that then he's fabricated that that um, hold the glass, you know, safely. And um, it's, you know, it's a beautiful interaction. So so the thing about this is, look, you know, I'm sort of a Stiegler guy. You know, we, we um, co-evolve with technology. Yeah. You, we can't really alienate ourselves from it the way Heidegger kind of went, ooh, that's bad, you know, that's, you know, evil. It's like, it's us. We're part of it. It's good, it's bad, it's a mix of things, you know. So I'm not taking a position on this. I'm just I'm just curious about it. Yeah. yeah, I'm just interested in it. We're all consumers, right? That's right. Well, we're all in it. I mean, you can't yeah. not be in it, you know? No, no, not at all. Um, fabulous. And so, I mean, so there's the three three days this weekend, um, but is the show continuing past that point? Um, no, actually, no, that's it. Yep. It's, yep, it's, it's, well, there's an opening on Thursday night at yep. 5.30, and then there's the two shows on Friday and Saturday at 7, and the Sunday show at 3, and then I take it apart. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. So if you don't get out there this weekend, then you won't get to see it at all. No, no. Um, well, thank you both for coming in. It's at the Anti Room out in Port Chalmers. Um, it's Koha. Yeah, pay the artists. for the musicians. Yeah, yeah, pay, yeah. pay, the, pay the musicians. Yeah. Um, great. Well, th- once again, thank you so much for coming in. Absolute pleasure to have you both in Songs of Rapture, which I got correct this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of myself. Yeah. Now we're going to play Letters Part of the Pit. Um, I think yeah, we'll play from their most recent release, Cobra Mist. Um, the song, the terrarium in your side. I think that's how I say it. But then again, my dyslexia probably ruined that too. Uh, you're on the one, ninety one FM. Podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.